You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Jays fans and welcome to a brand new week of the 1620 the Jays podcast presented by Barry Law. I'm John Bishop and alongside Josh Peterson and Connor Happer we are going to celebrate today Creighton men's soccer. Yes with Friday being the day where Creighton advances to its sixth overall college cup and tries to play for its first ever national championship in any sport. We are dedicating the whole program today to men's soccer. Head coach Johnny Torres will be along in just a few minutes. Also, the nation's leading goal scorer and likely men's soccer player of the year, Duncan McGuire, will be joined by Josh Peterson as Creighton gets ready for Syracuse. The winner will take on either Pitt or Indiana for the national championship. The match will be at 5 o'clock Omaha time Friday afternoon on ESPN. You So you won't want to miss it, Jays fans. I know there'll be watch parties across the uh, downtown area. Please make sure if you get a chance to uh, stop on by and uh, root on the Jays as they go for the national championship. It's their first appearance in the College Cup in 10 years and again their sixth overall. Before we get to the participants this week, we remind you that 1620 The Jays podcast is presented by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. And now, the head coach of the Creighton men's soccer team, Johnny Torres, with Connor Happer. Thank you, John. Welcome back. More of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week and a very special chat coming up with Creighton men's soccer coach Johnny Torres. We had it earlier on the Connor Happer Show this week on Thursday. Johnny and the squad getting ready for their College Cup match against Syracuse on Friday evening, just two games away from a national championship. Johnny brought great perspective, uh, always a good conversation with him, and we always enjoy chatting with Johnny, um, and he's been great with his time this year, so I wanted to thank him for that as well. So really good stuff and a good preview of what Creighton needs to do and they're not feeling, just a little uh, teaser here, they're not feeling much of the underdog role. So um, they feel pretty good about themselves going into a weekend where a national championship is on the line. Here he is, without further ado, Creighton men's soccer coach Johnny Torres. We are starting things off hot uh, because we got to talk Creighton soccer. They are headed to, well, they're there at the College Cup in Cary, North Carolina, two matches away from a national championship, and the coach joins us now. Uh, live from the scene. Coach Torres, good to chat again. How are you? Good, Connor. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Okay, so one of the one of the things that I was wondering about right off the bat, just logistically, so you guys were in Durham last weekend playing Duke. 
Um, did you stay out there? Or did you come back and then go back to North Carolina this week? Yeah, no, unfortunately, uh, it's finals week. And so we flew back the day after our match against Duke so that our guys could come back to campus and take uh, finals on Monday and Tuesday. We flew back into Raleigh yesterday, and um, our guys are now taking the remainder of their finals. Um, they took some last night, and they're taking the remainder of their finals today uh, before we prepare for our match uh, on Friday. Oh my goodness! So it's it's been a week. So you have all that you have all that going on, and at the same time, you're making this run. Um, where you've knocked out all the top seeds. I've heard you talk about this already. You guys sort of have the attitude of like, hey, look, this is this is where we belong. I mean, that has to be the case as you guys continue to beat some of the top teams in the country where, I don't know, like it doesn't seem like you guys are surprised by where you're at at this point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're an established program, even though we're a fairly young program. I think we were eligible uh, to, to play in the NCAA in 1992. So if my math is correct, that, that's 30 years. Um, and in 30 years, we've made it now to six college cups, which in my mind is a, a, a pretty good feat. And I think that in and of itself um, would qualify or quantify us as a big program. What's the last, you know, <laughs> I mean, we can, we can minimize it down to a week or – you know, go back two weeks or, you know, a month now since basically you guys have been playing do or die playoff soccer. Um, but, I mean, just the sort of stretch here, um, getting your team to, to sort of feel like, all right, yes, we do belong. Was there a moment where you're like, all right, we could actually make a run at this thing and either make it to where you guys are at right now or, you know, go even further and win a national title? Like, was there a, was there a moment where you felt like, okay, this team could really do this? Yeah, no, obviously uh, I, I felt that way earlier on in the year. Um, and like I said, we started off really well um, and we had a little bit of downfalls uh, through the middle part of the season. But I think the the, the match that solidified it for me was um, after we got past Xavier in the Big East quarterfinals and we played Seton Hall in the semifinals of the Big East and were able to be victorious 6 uh, nothing in that match. Uh, Seton Hall, was, they're a very good team. And for us to uh, to come out and play in the, in the way that we did, I thought, okay, wait a minute. Uh, so I've always been uh, confident in our ability, but I was thrown a little bit for a loop after that match, and <laughs> I thought we could make a deep run. And, um, yeah, we're 7-0 we're, uh, since that uh, Xavier match uh, as the quarterfinal of the Big East tournament. I think we've talked about this before a little bit on when, when we had you on the Jays podcast a couple times, but – when you when you're not playing so well in the middle of the year, obviously start really hot and now have, you know obviously rebounded as you just talked about. When you're not playing so well in the middle of the year and and you're like, okay, you know what's this going to be? What's this going to turn into? How, how do you keep the guys you know in a, in a, from a mentality standpoint of like, hey, look, you know we still know who we are and what we can be, even though we're not getting the results that we want right now. You know, to be honest. Uh, there's two parts to that equation. The first part is obviously uh, the communication that the staff is giving the student athletes. Um, the other part, which I would argue is actually more important, is the part of the student athlete buying in and believing in what the staff is giving them. So I give our guys a lot of credit because even though as a staff we were diligent to continue to stay the route and continue to um, 
working on the things that we were trying to stress in the first part of the season. Um, you know, the guys really took to what we were giving them. Um, they, they soaked in the information we were giving them. They believed in the information we were giving them and they executed the information that we were giving them at the end of the day. And so all credit to them. Have you ever seen a run, uh, just an offensive sort of tour de force like Duncan McGuire's on right now? No, I have not. Um, it's, it's just amazing to see. Um, and, um, I I couldn't be more proud of the, uh, of the guy and, Obviously, we're excited that he's playing for us, um, that he's through and through a Creighton Blue Jay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just amazing what he's done. And even most recently with being um, announced and added to the semifinalist um, Herman Mack Award, um, which is which which would be amazing if, if he's able to get that. Uh, I, I think, hands down, he should get that. Um, he's, he's, for me, the national MVP. I mean, you're an alum and... and... You know, uh, Duncan's a great representative of the program, and he's Omaha, and he's Creighton, and and they, you guys wear that sort of across your chest. Um, like I don't know that that it feels, it feels like, um, I don't know if the community wants to get behind it more, but it feels more right when you have guys who who really really buy into the idea of like I love where I'm playing soccer, I love where I'm at right now, I love where I'm from, I love the city, I love the community. Like, I don't know, to me, and you guys have a, a, local, a lot of local flavor on your team, how much does that mean when, you know, when you guys are going on a run like this? It's amazing. It, to me, again, it, it, it's a testament to what I said earlier. We're an established program. Um, we are a big-time soccer program, and it's even that much more special to have a, a, a boy who was born in Omaha, who has been a season ticket holder for all his life, who grew up watching the Blue Jays, to be able to not just be part of our program now and be an impact uh, for, for our program and to be an impact on the national stage is just amazing. And I could be more proud of Duncan. Johnny Torres is with us. Let's go back to um, let's go back to last Saturday against Duke. So we we've all been watching the World Cup, and people who you know aren't familiar with soccer, don't watch soccer a whole lot. Um, are now just figuring out during the World Cup or maybe watching you guys that it could be the most nerve-wracking sport of all time. So <laughs> so take us back to the last, I don't know, 15 minutes in Durham last week when Duke pulls it for, you know, into 3 to 2 and you're and you guys, you know, for for those of you who don't know much about you guys, you're you're an offensive team. They you like to be forward and push and you sometimes left get left, you know, susceptible defensively because of that. So What's the feeling when you guys have to hold on and you're 15 minutes away from a college cup? Yeah, you know, fortunately for us, we were able to convert um, and, and, and go up um, 3-1 in the first half. Uh, unfortunately for us, it was the first time this season that we decided to deviate from our game plan and, quote-unquote, <laughs> sit back in the fence, which was not by design. Um, I think we we felt the pressure a little bit, and Duke did do a very good job at 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 committing numbers forward and pressing high, and had us a little bit, so to speak, on the ropes. And yeah, so those last 15 minutes where we're trying to hold on to that three-two lead uh, got a little tight, uh, but nonetheless, I'm just uh, excited that we were able to get three goals in the first, which was enough of a cushion to get us out of that game victorious. 
also it, it, you know deviated from what you guys have uh, done in you know in the NCAA tournament run too, which is like amazingly come up with timely goals late to either you know tie or, or take the lead. So you're sitting there with a three one lead and probably looking around like okay, um, we we haven't really been here before. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, um, it, it was a good learning experience because that's definitely something that we're not going to look to do again. Uh, okay, so let's look ahead to um, you know your guys' uh, college cup match, which is tomorrow, by the way, five o'clock against Syracuse. I mean, at this point, when you guys get to to this point in the tournament, and and you've beaten um, you know some of the highest seeds in the tournament, and some of the best teams in the country, and you feel like you obviously belong. I guess do you, it's it's got to be one match at a time. Syracuse is on your side. You have Pitt and Indiana on the other semifinal. Um, I guess what, what's the challenge of sort of looking at this in a in a one game scenario where it, where you guys have been the entire year, but knowing also that you're two wins away from a national title? Yeah, no, for us is uh, you know we're playing with 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 blinders, so to speak. Right now, um, our only focus is Syracuse. Um, we're not thinking about the College Cup. We're not thinking about the fact that there's two matches left. We're just thinking about. Syracuse and that's our only focus right now that's the way we've uh that's the approach that we've taken uh since our quarterfinal match against Xavier and the Big East tournament and that's the same approach we'll take against Syracuse what kind of game what kind of challenge do they present from uh from his X's and O's perspective yeah no they're they're a very good uh, they're a very good soccer team um they're very dynamic um they got some speed out wide um, they got a uh, very good forward and a solid midfield. Um, but the good thing is, is that they enjoy going forward, and so do we. And so I think it'll be an exciting match for the fans. I think it'll be an exciting match for for our players. Okay, so you know it could be one of those where there there could be some action in the first ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, and and you know you might be in a situation where it's getting close to halftime or into the second half, and and you're down one or two or whatever like you know in in situations like this it can it can move pretty quickly and the momentum shifts fast especially when you have two teams set up the way that you guys both are right for sure no for sure and uh, I think it'll come down to you know um, focus and uh, ability to be able to capitalize on your opportunities and so again like I said I think it'll be an exciting match for both teams and I think it'll be an exciting match for for the people in the stadium and those watching on ESPNU. Uh, lastly, Coach, we'll, we'll we'll leave you on this one, but I mean, Creighton's not won a national championship in anything in, in in school history, and you guys are knocking on the door. Creighton Soccer's been in in a situation like this before, and you're no stranger to it. I, I mean, what would that mean? I know it's it's one match at a time, it's one game at a time, and and you guys have to win tomorrow in order to get to that point. But I mean. Winning a national championship for a school like Creighton would be an unbelievable feat. What would that mean to to you, to to Creighton, and to the city? I think it'd be uh, a culmination factor individually for me. Number one, in that you know when I when I showed up to campus in 1994, um, I was really excited and I was uh, overjoyed to see the kind of community we had on campus. And then as I ventured outside of campus to 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 know that. I, uh, the, the life on campus was a reflection of the type of community we have in the city uh, of Omaha and in the state of Nebraska. So I think it would just be a great way to be able to give back to our state, to our city, to our campus and our athletic program. It would just be amazing to be able to share that with them.
Coach, uh, thank you so much, man. We, we've been watching the whole time. We're, we're looking forward to uh, the match tomorrow against Syracuse. We're, we're all rooting for you back here in Omaha. you got a lot of people on your side. Appreciate you taking the time, as always, and, uh, and good luck. Thank you, Connor. Thank you so much. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Duncan McGuire has been one of the great success stories in the history of Creighton men's soccer. He has tied the Blue Jays single season record with 22 goals. His year got started off with five goals in the first two matches. Then he kind of hit a bit of a lull, but basically from the midseason point to now, he has scored in all but two matches, including his four-goal explosion in the Big East Tournament against the Seton Hall Pirates. And in the NCAA Tournament, well, McGuire has also been very special. Two goals against Washington, and then a goal against Duke in the Elite Eight last weekend in Durham, North Carolina. He is a semifinalist for the Herman Trophy Award, which will be announced uh, after the end of the season. And with McGuire leading the nation in goals scored, he might be a lock to win the National Player of the Year. The Jays' leading scorer is with our Josh Peterson. Thank you so much, John. We welcome onto the podcast right now from the Creighton Blue Jays men's soccer team ahead of the College Cup this weekend versus Syracuse and hopefully a national championship after that. It is Duncan McGuire leading the country this year with 22 goals. Duncan, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How's the body feeling at this point in time? Quite a few months, obviously, under your belt. The potential for for two more matches. How you feeling in early December? It's definitely, you know, body's taking a toll on the the long season. Haven't played this many games in this short a time ever in my life. So it's body's taking a toll. But the fact that we have two games left for potential national titles uh, definitely keeping me going and keeping the body, you know, rested. Absolutely. So let's take a look back. Uh, at, at the early portion of the season and really the offseason, Duncan, before we look at what's unfolded, you had three goals last year in the spring season. You had another one in the fall of 2021. As I mentioned, 22 goals so far this season. What were the goals like for you individually coming into the season? Obviously, you got off to a super strong start in that match versus Oakland. Uh, definitely just to get one early was my goal. Um, 
last year it took me 15 games or so to get my first goal and it was always kind of bothering me that I didn't have any goals and I felt like I would my confidence was draining as I as the games went on and I still didn't have a goal so my goal was to just get one early and I knew once I got one it would the rest would just play out just fine and I would the confidence would be high so once I got one in the first half of the first game my confidence was high for the rest of the season. I was going to ask you that if you if you felt like maybe you kind of got over a hump getting having so much early success that that you thought you could really build on that into something special this year. Yeah, definitely the like five goals in the first two games. I was like, it let me know what I could do. It let me know that I could score goals, and and that last year was just you know something weird that happened with me. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, definitely let me know the potential that I had. Duncan, you know, we talked to your head coach, Johnny Torres, right before the season, and he talked about uh, the experience, the depth, the veteran nature of this group, and certainly you guys got off to such a strong start. So I wonder what that middle portion of the regular season was like for you and your teammates, getting off to the strong start, having all those goals offensively, but but kind of struggling for a little bit, getting some draws, getting some losses. I guess, what 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 was happening with you and your team, do you think, throughout that stretch? I don't, I don't know if I can quite put a like a reason on what was happening, but but one good thing I'd say about the uh, us struggling in the uh, middle part of the season is we learned how to learned how to struggle together as a team, and we learned how to like go through tough times. And then like you just saw against Duke, like the second half we were going through a tough time. Like like Charles said in the interview after the game, he said like middle like middle of the season if we had that type of game, we definitely would have lost like that when they have to defend 22 corners but we learned how to struggle and trust one another through the middle part of the season and we've matured we always make sure that we're being mature through the through the very last whistle of the game and I think it showed against Duke and it's shown in the past the whole NCAA tournament as we've gone down every single game except one and came out with the victory on all of them so it definitely the middle part of the season helped us just mature and and show what we can do as a team. Did, did you ever stop believing in, in your team's ability? Like, did you, I guess, in that moment where you're just thinking, this is a this is a blip, we're going to get past this? Or did you ever have any doubts? We always we always believed. We, no matter what happened at the end of a game, we always say we have to believe and we have to go play one game at a time. It was definitely – belief got questioned a little bit after Providence when we were looking at the uh, – when we were waiting on the results of two other games when it's always tough to – it's always tough when you have to put your faith in other teams and when you don't control your own destiny. So when we were waiting for the results of Marquette, St. John's, UConn, Georgetown, it was definitely it took a toll on us. And we were – it was scary for us not knowing that our season could be over based off what other teams do. So, yeah. So And then I guess along those lines, Duncan, you know, last year it- – your backs were against the wall and you go on a great run to, to finish up the season and you make it into the NCAA tournament. Did, was that, I guess, in the back of your head too? Like, Hey, when it's time, when, when our backs are against the wall, we we're going to be able to do this again because we did it a season ago. We definitely, I don't know what it is with, uh, with us playing with our backs against the wall, but it seems to really get us going. It seems to, we seem to finally like want to play and, and get the job done when our backs against the wall. I don't know if we, necessarily want to get ourselves into that situation, but it, it keeps happening to us. But we definitely knew that once our if our backs were against the wall, we we knew we'd fight to the give it our all in the past nine games since 
what was it? Xavier at Xavier in the first round of the biggest tournament. We've been giving it our all, and it's, I think it's been showing. So let's talk now about this NCAA tournament run. I, I was there on the sidelines for the Missouri State match. Very cold, obviously, at Morrison. Oh, yeah. That that afternoon, you fall down 1-0 in the 47th minute. You come back to get the victory 2-1. I wonder, Duncan, how much overcoming that uh, early deficit, or I guess late deficit, how much did that help you in the following two matches as you went down 1-0 versus both Washington and Tulsa? We like to like going ahead to the early parts of the season. We've scored like many goals in like ten minutes, or we scored like three goals in ten minutes before we've scored two goals in so many minutes, like early in the season. So we knew that we could score as many goals as we needed to to get the job, get back into the game, and we only needed one. And the whole time, our center back Luke Mitchell was saying like, "Just believe." He was just saying, "Believe we've got this. We're winners." To everyone, he was making sure everyone knew that, and then we believed to the last the last ten minutes of the game, and then we got our two goals. So then, once we did that, and we kept going down against Washington and Tulsa, we, we would say the same thing: like believe, like it's good. We know we can do it. We know we can come back, and every time we've shown it. What What did it mean to get that victory over Duke? Sixth College Cup appearance now for the Blue Jays. First time since 2012. It had to be a real special moment for you guys. It's it was definitely a huge moment for us and exciting. We we put a a goal for the beginning of the season that we want to get to the College Cup and get to the national final and to get one step closer to that. As our group know that we could have, as a group knows that we could have gotten to this this state. We it's exciting. We we've worked all season for this, but but definitely not job's not finished yet. So and speak. Yes, yes. Be, speaking of the job not being finished, uh, the, the first matchup for you in the College Cup uh, is against Syracuse Friday afternoon, 5 o'clock local time here in Omaha. Before we get you out of here, what's that? what stood out to you about the preparation for, for Syracuse and what you're going to see from them on Friday? I haven't watched much much film or talked about them yet. We have our first practice today about after being back, so – We'll probably hone in on watch some film on what we have to do, but it doesn't matter what team we play. We guys, we just got to keep playing the way we know how to play, and we we know how to win games whether we're up one or we're down one, or we just we can't deviate from our game plan because right now it's working and every, the cylinders are all firing at the right times for us, and we're excited to play Syracuse in the College Cup. Well, Duncan, we really appreciate you for joining us on the podcast today. 22 goals on the season. It's been so much to, to watch you guys, so much to follow you guys throughout the year. Good luck versus Syracuse on Friday. Awesome. Thank you very much. John, back to you. All right, Josh, thanks. As we wrap things up this week on the 1620 The Jays podcast, a reminder, men's soccer, Friday night against Syracuse, Cary, North Carolina in the College Cup. It's the Final Four of soccer Five o'clock is the kickoff, and the match will be on ESPNU. Should the Jays be successful, they would then play for the national championship this weekend against either Indiana or Pittsburgh. As far as basketball is concerned, it's a busy weekend, especially for the men's team. They will be in Las Vegas to try to end a three-game losing streak. Men's basketball will be at BYU. Our pregame coverage Saturday will start at 7 p.m. with Ravi Lula. Blue Jay shoot-around tip-off 
is at 9 o'clock. Also, Saturday evening, women's basketball finally gets a chance to play a home game. They will be at Sokol Arena and take on their old rivals from the Missouri Valley Conference, the Drake Bulldogs. That can be found at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock Saturday night at Sokol Arena. Then the men's basketball team back in action two nights later, Monday night, 8 p.m. against Arizona State. Pre-game coverage starts with Ravi Lula at 6 on 1620 The Zone, and we'll have the call for you at 8 p.m. Again, that is Monday night. And then the men's team opens up Big East play as they travel to Milwaukee to take on the Marquette Golden Eagles. Friday night, pregame starts at 6, tip-off at 7.30 from Milwaukee. So again, best wishes, good luck to the Creighton men's soccer team as they go for a national championship this weekend. The 1620 The Jays podcast has been presented by Barry Law, your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit barrylawfirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. Now for my colleagues, Connor Happer and Josh Peterson, I'm John Bishop, wishing you a great weekend and reminding you that the 1620 to Jays podcast is a co-presentation of Creighton University Athletics and NRG Media Omaha. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.